This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. It is the East Idaho PrepCast, IdahoSports.com, District 5, District 6, week in, week out. Brandon Bainey, Sean Kane, what's up? Uh, you know, I do I do have some big news, if you're ready. I Yeah. I'm just joking. Sure. It's not that big. Um. There, uh, we're resurfacing the tennis courts at Century, so stay tuned. Uh, I will probably have to introduce it with some picture pictures because it's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, Sean, of course, is not only our East Idaho expert, but teacher and head tennis coach at Century High School in Pocatello. And uh, this is—I know you've been working on this for years, <laughs> trying to get this bad boy resurfaced. So, uh, yeah, it's a, you know it's an ongoing process with a lot of moving parts and you know and different things that happen. I you know I think what gets lost sometimes is there's three schools, three fairly large schools in one district, and um, you know, so if you do something, it's like you know, trying to do it three times sometimes, you know what I mean? So that's, it's not cheap, but yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, it's, it's a lot of support from the community and, and places like that. And a, a local company did it out of Blackfoot. So it's, it's going to be really cool at the end of the day, because it's going to be a lot of local work um, that got it done. And uh, that's who will be using it as a community. And that's the end of the day. That's what we want to have in Pocatello's areas you know, that we can be proud of as a community. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the kids. Um, I, I won't say it's me. It's, it's a lot of other people that do things, uh, do my bidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do my bidding. I think that's our podcast title this week. I mean, it's Halloween, right? Halloween month bidding. That's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. We got so much postseason stuff to talk about. I did not think we'd be leading off the show with a spring sports conversation here, Sean. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. You know how my mind works. I'm here. You got me. What do you? What else you want? <laughs> hey, that's what makes the East Idaho Prepcast so great. You never know what direction the show's going to go in. So, buckle up and and strap in, folks. We we got a big one today with all sorts of postseason events to talk about. Uh, the first championships of the uh, 2023-24 school year in the books. State golf was held up north in Lewiston and Moscow last week. Sean, I know you'll be really surprised to hear this, but um, teams from the Treasure Valley swept everything. Individual titles, team titles over there in the banana belt. They they got it done. Yeah. Uh, you know, where the weather's a little nicer, they did a little better. I mean, I, I don't want to say anything, but... <laughs> No, yeah, it's kind of typically how it pans out. You know, we always in the East Idaho have some um, good golfers, and we kind of usually see a little more uh, of the higher final standings coming from the smaller schools than we do the big schools, which, again, they'll play later in the spring. But, uh, yeah, still some good showings from some teams. Yeah, we did want to highlight uh, the top uh, placers from each competition. 5A boys, Highland as a team finishes tied for seventh with Lake City. The highest individual on the 5A boys side was Justin Anderson from Thunder Ridge. I believe he was the district champion um, as well. I could be misremembering that. It was, I a, know, it was a playoff, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Tied. I can't remember who won either, but yeah, you're. he was 
part of it. <laughs> I know. I know that's their number one golfer. He finished tied for ninth. He shot two over par, seventy-two on Friday, seventy-four on Saturday. On the girls' side, Highland takes seventh all to their own. So, congrats to the Lady Rams there. Highest individual was from Highland, taking 19th overall, Becca Mon. So congratulations, Becca. For a tournament, Sean, highest placer was Skyline. They took fourth. Blackfoot took fifth, only two strokes behind Skyline in the boys' competition. Uh, so Skyline not only won districts, but they were the highest placing team from East Idaho over there at State. The top individual from East Idaho came from Shelley. Henry Hyam took eighth place. So congratulations. Cy Callister from Blackfoot was ninth. So way to go. Yeah, nice job. Henry Hyam plays football, I believe, too, right? Yeah, so we talked about this last year where Nate Nelson was the quarterback for for Shelley, and he uh, earlier in the day had won the district golf championship, and then later that night had scored the game-winning touchdown yeah. against Pocatello with like, I don't know, 10 seconds left of those. And I think it last year it was like four of the five golfers also played football for Shelly. I think it's something similar this year. Yeah. So yeah, uh, just a great job by those golfers. And I love it when people are multi-sport athletes. So that's always a big thing for me. So congratulations to them because that's not easy to do by any means. Yeah, I am. I'm here for it. Uh, yep. No, no doubt. Uh, speaking of Shelly, the Shelly girls were the highest placing team. From East Idaho at State, they took sixth overall, and it was Shelley's Mallory Hyam finishing as the top individual from East Idaho, also taking eighth. So we had Henry Hyam take eighth on the boys' side from Shelley. Mallory Hyam takes eighth on the girls' side from Shelley as well. Well, there you go. Family must, affair. Must run in the family. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. So that's uh, congrats to all of our golfers that went up north and competed over the past week. Uh, let's dive into district soccer, Sean. Now, district volleyball will start this upcoming weekend. I'll be honest, I don't have all the brackets filled out yet. I'm still waiting to see where certain teams finish. There's still some regular season matches to be played. So we'll go more into volleyball next week okay. on the show. But I did want to uh, see what's going on with district soccer. Lots of uh, state tournament berths have been clinched. If you're watching this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, I'm going to share my screen, put the brackets up on the screen. You'll be able to see them, maybe make your player full size so it's a little easier to read. If you're listening to this podcast at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, no worries. You can follow along. We've got all the district brackets on the homepage at idahosports.com, and you can follow along that way. Let's start with the very first team that clinched a spot to state, Sean. That would be the Marsh Valley girls. They won on Saturday over American Falls in the, in the uh, 3A District 5 championship on penalty kicks. So it was tied one-to-one. Went to overtime, nobody scored. Double overtime, nobody scored. Marsh Valley wins 3-1 to one on PKs. Congratulations to the Eagles. They're headed to state. American Falls battled back to defeat Snake River 3-0 to take second. And now American Falls will take on the third-place team from District 4. That will be either Buell or Bliss. Mm -hmm. um, either way, I think American Falls is in a good spot to also advance to state. Yeah, you know, and we kind of thought it would come down to Marsh Valley, American Falls, and 
Marsh Valley, uh, you know, it came down to the wire to get that district championship and their their place at state. And American Falls has has been able to make it a few times. Just one more game, and they're they're going to be there. And I and I like I like their chances going forward. I think both Marsh Valley and American Falls can represent East Idaho very well over at state. Big picture, you know, Sugar Salem if they get there, certainly a favorite. Teton if they get there would be strong sun valley community school Coeur d'Alene charter from the north um but i i i don't see any reason why either one of these teams couldn't go over and, and compete and mix it up uh, a little bit there as well let's just continue with girls soccer we'll stay in 3a this is the district six tournament sean it started on tuesday uh chalk so far uh, Sugar Salem, the one seed, beats number four, South Fremont, 6 nothing. Number two, Teton, beats number three, Firth, 5-1. Sets up the win. 2 p.m. at Sugar Salem. It's Teton and the Diggers. Last year, Sugar Salem was undefeated coming into this matchup. Teton knocked them off, stole their spot to state. I'm sure the Diggers will be very motivated to make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I would agree that it's just going to be, it's just a battle. You know, one team, you know, all you can think of is one good team is not going to be in that bracket. And that's, that's the disappointing part, but you know, either team, it's going to be tough, right? I mean, I, it's just going to be, it's just going to be, it's going to be tough. They, I know they had close games. Didn't they split throughout the season? So, well, so, so sugar is 17 to no, 17 to no undefeated. Uh, Teton is 12 and three. Uh, Teton's only losses this year came to Marsh Valley two to one and then twice to Sugar Salem. Now, both of those matches were lopsided nine to two and five, nothing, but Teton has beaten Marsh Valley, a team that's already going to state. They have swept American falls this year, a team that potentially could be going to state. And so for Teton, if, if they aren't able to come through on this, you feel bad for the Timberwolves, and I guess all I have to say to that is expanded playoffs. <clears throat> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! One of those guys. How about that? Get in here. Uh, yeah, you know it's it's we can beat the dead horse all we want, but it's it's hard in these uh, smaller district situations, and that's why you come. You t- sometimes wish that these two are put together, right? The Marsh Valley and the um, American Falls into one big combined district. You'd probably get two and maybe maybe a one play in one um out of that which I, I don't think would be too bad i mean you only feel bad if you're the one that doesn't make it right i mean that's the reality of it so uh i you know sugar like i said sugar i kind of like sugar going into it but uh if anyone knows how to spoil a sugar slam party it's teton right um in in soccer it's a little trickier because there are you know five teams from district five and four from district uh six because they there is no 2a soccer right they yeah. play up at 3a oh. but in all the other sports it's like we come on let's get this done let's you all play each other anyway so <laughs> why don't you just have it be conference and then yes you could get more representation but sugar salem and teton will play on thursday for the district championship there other bids uh that have been wrapped up sean from east idaho on the girls side congratulations to the highland rams they are your district champions yet again from district five six at the class 5a level they defeated madison in the championship on tuesday four to two and now madison will have to battle thunder ridge for the right to try and get to state via a play-in match they will play on thursday at four o'clock at madison the winner of that will play a 
in a state play-in match, that's going to be a tough one against the Storm. Yeah, that's uh, and you know when you're in that District Five Six Five A, that play-in game is always whether what other side you're coming out of is always hard to make it to state, right? Like you're typically getting that uh, bottom team from the Boise Valley and um, and usually in soccer, man, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Come the Boise area, five, a soccer girls are, are tough. So it's, it's not a slam dunk by any means, but, and you have to get through Thunder Ridge too. So, I mean, that's, it's just a tough road, but uh nice job by Highland uh, to win the districts again and, and pretty convincingly over Madison. Yeah. Uh, Hawaii's good. They finished tied for third in the, um, District three standings this year. They took the number four seed into districts, stubbed their toe a couple of times, and now here they are in a playing match. Uh, he went 12 and four and won this year. So that's that's a tough order. But uh, good luck to either Madison or Thunder Ridge, whoever gets there. And congratulations to Highland uh, for winning the girls' soccer district championship. Uh, let's wrap up with the 4A. Sean, nothing decided yet. Look at all this craziness that happened uh, last night, Tuesday okay. night. In, in the High Country Conference, District 6 in Class 4A, Sean, you had, first of all, number five, Idaho Falls, beat number four, Shelley, in a play-in match. So the Tigers is the five seed, already riding the wave a little bit. They played number one Skyline last night, Emotion Bowl Soccer Edition, tied 1-1, goes to penalty kicks. Idaho Falls wins six to five on PK. So the fifth seeded Tigers playing for the district championship. They will play the two seed Hillcrest. Hillcrest played three seed Bonneville last night and escaped in overtime three to two with the golden goal. So you've got Idaho Falls and Hillcrest playing for the district championship on Thursday night, seven o'clock at the Idaho Falls soccer complex. Winner moves on to state. Loser will have to play the winner of Skyline and Bonneville. That is the one and the three playing each other in a loser out match Thursday night at seven. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And right, if the PKs went six to five, that means the last person got up there, right, and put it away, uh, put that goal. You know, it's probably tied five five, and whoever went up just went and uh, and it's always interesting. Sometimes they put kids into. Uh, kick penalties that don't even play you know, like the whole game and you know that's that's a whole nother little game in with a game right so congratulations to idaho falls um you know that's i think we talked about this early that district six was going to be crazy and we, we predicted some upset upsets and sure enough idaho falls is is the big upset right here but you know still a lot of soccer to be played to make it to state right you still got to beat hillcrest and then that loser out, I, I'm sure Skyline is not happy to be on the bottom side of that bracket and uh, will be looking to take some revenge out on another cross-sound rival. Well, well, Bonneville's not happy either. I mean, let's be clear. I no. mean, they, either way, that's that's a tough matchup. And it's funny how it was rivalries in both semis, right? Emotion Bowl, Skyline and Idaho Falls in one semi, Civil War, Hillcrest yeah. and Bonneville in the other. <laughs> Man, yeah. If you paid the price of admission, you got you got your tickets worth, I guess. <laughs> well, and and the thing is, at the Idaho Falls Complex, these games happen simultaneously, right? There's two fields oh. there, so you could. I mean, I I can only imagine what it was like last night. Fans ping ponging from one oh, field yeah. to the other, wow. and and the same the same thing is going to happen Thursday night. They'll play concurrently at seven o'clock Thursday night. Should be yeah. a lot of fun uh, yeah. up there for sure. 
Um, okay, District 5, Class 4A, Sean. It is Pocatello and Preston, the top two teams playing for the district championship at Lookout Field on Thursday at 4 o'clock. Uh, Pocatello already beat Preston once in this tournament, 3-1. to one. Preston eliminated Century on Tuesday, 3-1. to one. I guess uh, 3-1 to one seems to be the theme here. We we like Pocatello here. Yeah, you know, I you know the the rumor is, is it's you know Pocatello is a team that you know is, is able to go and maybe challenge a Bishop Kelly or a Sandpoint. That that's the kind of caliber team they have this year. Um and they're still kind of fairly young too. So uh you know Preston has battled them a little bit, but I, I think it'll be hard for Preston to come away with a win. Um, but you, you know, you never know, you never know a soccer, right? Uh, if they can find a way to keep that a low scoring game and, uh, get to PKs or something, you never know. But this district is also hard because only one goes, you know, and sometimes there's two good teams, um, and only one goes. So, you know, good luck to both teams that start with a P. Yeah. And, and, and in this double elimination tournament, uh, this will be the fifth time that Pocatello and Preston have played this year. Um, they, they met for the first time on September 19th, Sean. So we're not even a month, five times they've played over the last month, which just makes it tough. I mean, you can only beat the same team so many times and yet, uh, Pocatello has done it. This is actually the fourth time they've played. Sorry. I don't want to misspeak, but still four times in a month is crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you asked anyone, if you got to play someone, you know, five times or 10 times, you'd like your odds that you could at least get one, especially in soccer. Um, you can change up what you do, you know, go real defensive um, and wait for the other team to make a mistake. I know Preston's really good at doing that. That's what they kind of did last night against Century um, is kind of just got a little bit of a lead and then stayed back and uh, forced Century in some errors and, you know, got another goal um, to go ahead there three to one. But, you know, there's a lot of uh, chess pieces to be played in a game, especially when you've seen. You know, it's no surprise who's going to be playing, right? They've seen each other four times. Um, so sometimes your scheme as a coach or maybe even moving some players differently or deciding to be offense or defense of minded, you know, could be the difference. But I still kind of like the thunder coming out. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But officially from East Idaho, Marsh Valley and Highland have clinched berths to state in girls soccer um let's switch over to boys where the first team to officially clinch a spot to state was thunder ridge sean at the 5a district five and six tournament thunder ridge blanks highland three nothing in the district championship tuesday uh so thunder ridge uh sixth consecutive district title that's pretty impressive yeah i mean you know, going back to back's impressive, but six six times, um, they've been open six years. The doors Actually. have been yeah, they've been open six six years. The doors of Thunder Ridge, and for six years they've won uh, boys district soccer, and uh, that's just a testament to a good program. Because you know, as we looked at other district six teams, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of teams, there's a lot of soccer players in district six girls and boys. So uh, congratulations to Thunder Ridge. Yeah. Coach Logan Murai has done a great job with this Thunder Ridge program. Uh, we talked about, they tied Highland uh, twice in the regular season. So they get the three, nothing win there. Highland will now have to turn around and play Madison uh, Thursday, four o'clock winner of that will move on to play Centennial 
in a state play-in match. Um, Highland and Madison tied twice in the regular season, Sean. And then Highland just barely beat Madison one nothing in the district tournament opener. Do you have a good lean on how this could go? Um, <laughs> where's the game at? It's at Highland. It's Highland. Right? Highland. Um, you know, I kind of like I like Highland at home. Um, you know, playing playing at home because I think if you play at Madison, you're playing on the turf. And I don't know if Highland's playing on the turf on, or if they're still playing at the soccer field at the wellness center. I don't know that, but uh, if they're still playing on grass, I like Highland, but if they're playing at the turf on um, iron horse, then I don't know. It's kind of interesting to me, but that's yeah, a good question. Me. I don't know where they've been playing uh, the soccer go- games. If they've been, uh, if they've opened it up on iron horse or not yet. And I couldn't find anyone to find out, but that, that could play a role. It could play a zero role in it too, right? Because uh, here's two teams that have played a few times already. And, you know, when you it's when it becomes 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, you know, today's Wednesday, and the game's tomorrow Thursday at 4 p.m., it's sometimes those games, it's, you know, kind of the corny who wants it more, <laughs> you know, who wants to go to state. But those loser-out games... You know, are you are you bummed because you didn't win the championship and kind of having that low, or, or are you like, hey, it doesn't matter. We're we're still going to make it to state and get that sweatshirt. Yeah, I am trying to see if there's any indication on that, but you would think if they were playing at at Iron Horse, um, they would be. It'd be at night. They play the lights because yeah, that's why you have them. Um, so that leads me to believe it's probably at the wellness complex. I'm trying yeah. to double check and see real quick here. Let me, I'm, I'm on the dark web <laughs> trying to find this. Out. <laughs> I'll, uh, I just text a, a player to find out. We'll see if he gets back to me. Highland high school stadium. Uh, that could be, I don't, I don't know. That's yeah. Typically if it's, you know, they'll do it later. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, uh, will be very interesting matchup for sure. Let's go to 4A, where, again, <laughs> District 6, Class 4A, Sean, pretty wild night of action last night. Um, you had, uh, first of all, the play-in matches. Uh, number 4, Skyline, had to had to rally to beat number 5, Shelly, 3-2. to two. Um, and then Hillcrest beat Bonneville 5-1, to one, 3 over a 6. And then you had the, the semis last night, Sean, Number one Blackfoot needs overtime to defeat number four Skyline two to one, and so does Idaho Falls, the two seed over Hillcrest. They played this game at Ravston Stadium, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Idaho Falls beats Hillcrest one to nothing in overtime, so both Blackfoot and Idaho Falls survived the top two seeds. It took them overtime to do it. They'll meet in the district championship at Blackfoot. That'll be on Thursday at four o'clock. And then you have on Thursday, Skyline and Hillcrest three and four at the Idaho Falls Soccer Complex. They'll play that at five o'clock before that girls double dip at seven o'clock. So you got a lot of action at the Idaho Falls Complex starting yeah. Thursday. Yeah, what a, what a great, uh, uh, you know, nice thing to have a facility like that to house all those games. So that will be um, really exciting. I think that Skyline Hillcrest is going to be a really really uh competitive game and uh it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that on top um and then i kind of like blackfoot uh as the district champions but 
Uh, again, Idaho Falls is a team that was, you know, I was in talking to some soccer people. They're saying Idaho Falls is kind of a, a team, you know, they're really good, but they're not, you know, maybe getting the the appeal that teams should be getting that are really good. So um, I, I lean a little bit towards Blackfoot, but I mean, watch out for Idaho Falls, um, maybe go ahead and, and winning this thing or coming back and winning it in the bottom half of that bracket. Yeah, Idaho Falls consistently has been one of the, the most consistent programs in, in boys soccer. They don't really ever seem to get their due. Uh, Skyline and Hillcrest this year. Hillcrest won the first matchup 2-1, to one, and then they tied in the rematch 3-3. Three, three. Could be could be wide open. Could we'll be PKs. PKs oh, going. And every coach loves that. So <laughs> that's what's going on in District 6. In District 5, Sean Alchock, Century and Pocatello, 1 versus 2. Thursday, 4 o'clock at Century. Uh, nothing has been super close in this tournament yet, I I, I think. You tell you tell me. Uh, Pocatello beat Preston two to one. Century beat Pocatello the first time one nothing. Pocatello blew it open against Preston on Tuesday five nothing. But I feel like Century is still the team that's in control of this. Yeah, during the regular season, uh, Century you know beat uh, Pocatello I think five zero and then six zero, um, and then it was a lot closer uh, game um, Thursday and. And I was talking to the head coach, uh, uh, Jamshi Rumiani of Century. Now, interesting story about Rumiani is he was the first girls coach at Century for I can't remember how long, and then just came back to coach boys at Century um, just last year. So he's been a, a kind of a icon as far as Century soccer for many years, um, and and he also retired from teaching but is back teaching at, at school because they needed math teachers. Um, and he teaches math and he was my math teacher in junior high. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great guy. Uh, great to talk to. And he just, he just said Pocatello uh, went real defensive and said, Hey, we're going to stack everyone back in the box. Good luck. Um, and they said they missed a couple opportunities. So that score could have been higher, but at the end of the day, if you win, you win it. No one's going to care how many goals. So, um, yeah, it should be a good game. I know I know both teams are ready, and it's always difficult. It, the last few years, it's been Century Pokey, um, Pocatello in that championship. Last year was a phenomenal game um, at Irving, Irving Junior High. Uh, Pocatello was playing their home games there last year, and it came down to like a last-second goal, and Man, it was it was a it was a great atmosphere. It was one of the best atmospheres of a soccer game I've been to. Probably the most fans I'd ever seen. So I wouldn't expect anything anything less tomorrow um, at Century. And that was at Lookout Field last year, right? No, the boys played at they played at, at, Irving, at Irving. Oh, at Irving. Okay, okay. Yep, I was at that game. I attended. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. We'll see how it all shakes out. But we do, at least I do, like Century there. Three A, Sean. Uh, we've got the district championship uh, today. As we're recording this, it's probably just kicked off, actually. Um, American Falls, the number one seed, and they are playing Aberdeen, the three seed, old familiar friends, Aberdeen and American Falls. Aberdeen took out Marsh Valley, the two seed, in the loser out game three to two on Monday. So this tournament has been off by a day. They were supposed to play on Saturday and uh Tuesday 
Um, and instead it got because of rain got pushed to Monday and Wednesday. That says Tuesday. That should actually be Wednesday, October 11th. Um, but American falls beat Aberdeen in the semis only one to nothing. And there's, there's no back door here. There is one district champion, one spot to state and that's it. Now Aberdeen would have to beat, uh, American falls twice, which would be hard, but probably not going to happen. But I mean, you know, nice job by Aberdeen. I think we talked about that that Marsh Valley Aberdeen matchup could go um either way. We kind of throw the seeding out, right? Marsh Valley is the second seed, Aberdeen's the third. We talked about it before is these two teams were really close and you could kind of throw that out the door and kind of what happened is we have Aberdeen taking on American Falls. Yeah, be interesting for sure. Uh okay, and then District 6 I'll chalk here, Sean. Sugar Salem Teton. Yeah, stop me if you've heard this before. Uh, Teton beats Firth two over three, three to one. Sugar Salem beats South Fremont twelve to one. The one over the four. Only one spot available to state from this bracket as well. They will play Thursday at Sugar Salem at four o'clock. Yeah, I, I think you got to like Sugar Salem right here, but. Um kind of been the trend of the last few years as you have these district championships between sugar salem and teton and i mean i'd it's nothing's for sure but you know you got to feel like sugar salem's got a pretty good chance to come out of this one now this is fascinating sean when we came on last week and did and did the prep cast they hadn't uh, played right they hadn't played and sugar had won the first matchup of the regular season seven to nothing well teton came back and won that rematch three nothing so I don't know. Teton comes in with a little momentum here. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. And you know, it seems like soccer is kind of like that way. You get your first game, make adjustments, second game. So maybe it is, maybe it's who's going to make the right adjustments for this uh, third game. And also that trip to state. So uh, I always like, I always like teams that have good senior leadership to kind of, kind of be in the driver's seat of games like this regardless sugar 15 and one and one teton 14 and two somebody really good is going to be sitting at home and <laughs> expanded playoffs um <clears throat> who really got something in my throat today sorry sean That's... yeah it, it's just tough when you have two good teams right i mean i yeah. guess if one if you know all the other teams were not good and one was then no one would have any complaints but i mean you know, if you're playing good teams in your district tournament, it's just setting you up to play well at state regardless, right? So that's the benefit of having good teams in your district. Yeah, it's going to be a fierce competition on Thursday in Sugar for sure. All right, let's check in on what happened in football last week, Sean. Quickly, we'll kind of go through the highlights. I feel like we got to start with Highland and Rigby at the very top of the 5A ranks. Second year in a row. Highland pulls one out of the fire late last year. You and I were on the call for it, right? Best that, ep that epic, uh, 21 point comeback by Highland in the fourth quarter this year. Wasn't quite as crazy, but, uh, the game winning touchdown comes with just 36 seconds to play on a trick play Ridge Barella, a little wide receiver pass. hits Jackson riddle for a 35 yard touchdown and Highland wins 22 to 19 over Rigby. Yeah, and it was essentially the same play they ran last year. It was a little different, 
but same result. It was Ridge Barrera throwing the ball, and yeah, I I like it. I I mean, I it was a it was a hard game uh, for me to kind of pick who was going to win. To be honest with you, I've been so high on Highland, and but I don't know. I just I felt like Rigby um, may come into this game uh, and 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 put it away. But you know what? I just can't look past Highland right now. When Jackson Riddle is is healthy, they're you know, if they're not the best team in the state, I, you know, you know, he got injured against Meridian and only played the first half. And a lot of people feel if he was able to play the rest of that game, that that results a lot different. And after watching that rugby game, I would I couldn't agree with him more. So uh, but, you know, they could see each other again. <laughs> I am telling you right now, I, 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 I've kind of not been on the Madison train at all this year. Right. I think they're being propped up by uh, a weaker schedule and, and uh, it's Highland and Rigby, man. They're, mm. To me, they're, they're taking those two, but I would love to be wrong. Okay. Madison's got a chance oh, here. Yeah. They, they finished with Highland and Rigby. I would love to be wrong, but it, to me, it's Highland and Rigby and interesting, Sean, I didn't even see if you had an opinion on this before we hopped on to record. So I'm going to get it in real time. All right. Uh, what did Gino Mariani's not coaching at Madison anymore either. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard about that as well. They decide to go a different direction, I guess is what I heard. And he's no longer with the team. So, um, you know, <laughs> there's, interesting. There's uh, no, there's, you know, we couldn't get, you can't say he doesn't know how to coach, right? He obviously knows how to coach. He knows what he's doing. Um, and, you know, sometimes things don't work out and, you know, I'm sure Madison would love of won all the games they played, but that's not the case. And I think Madison's always been a team. Well, not always, but the last few years, they've got athletes. Um, they've got players that can go and do things. Just they haven't been able to put all those pieces together. And turnovers in the red zone, I think, has just killed them in, in a lot of these games this year and last year. If, so and is that the coach? Is that the players? I don't know. Uh, that's for someone else to decide yeah uh for sure i, I just <laughs> thought it, i thought it was interesting um okay uh let's go to 4a where honestly the most exciting game you know we we had on idahosports.com skyline beat blackfoot 40 to 19 um it was tied 19 19 like early in the fourth quarter and then skyline kind of exploded um hillcrest beat bonneville shelly beats idaho falls on a touchdown late 28-21. Shelly's still undefeated in the league. They finished with Hillcrest and Skyline. They they could win the conference. Yeah, I mean, Shelly's got to be the team in East Idaho no one was talking about at the start of the year on no one's radar. And I think essentially that game, Shelly beating Idaho Falls pretty much takes Idaho Falls out of the out of the playoffs, right? Or still uh, close. I, you know, I am, as we are recording this, oh, I am in the process of writing the bracketology update for this week i i haven't looked yet to be honest to tell you but check out the bracketology article by the time you're listening to this it's probably going to be up on the site so you can just check it out and and read if idaho falls is in a team that was in last week was preston they had a tight one against century sean this was a fun game 22 to 19 the final uh preston yeah preston jumps ahead 14 nothing Carter Perry finds Coulter Moffitt for a touchdown, and then Carson Winder scores on a touchdown run. Um, but then over the course of eight minutes in the third quarter, 
Century scores three times. Um, Carter Ward uh, picks off a pass from Perry and returns it for a pick six. And then not once, but twice, Deacon Crabtree finds uh, Bentley Gunter. And, and so all of a sudden, you blinked, and Century was leading 19-14. to 14. But with 3.56 to go in the fourth quarter, Winder scores from eight yards out. Preston hangs on to win 22-19. to 19. Yeah, it, it had everything. It had blocked field goals. It had blocked puns. Um, it was... Uh... It was a good game for Century, right? They, you know, it's been a struggle all year, and they had opportunities to win. So, talking to their coaches, they're happy. And you know, the Preston coaches said at the start of the game, you know, they were more worried about what they would do, and you know, and the turnovers kind of hurt them. But leads into a pretty interesting game this week against uh, the Pocatello Thunder, right? A team that kind of have some question marks after a bye week. Yeah, I mean, the last time we saw Pocatello, they barely escaped with a win over Shelly, and they made a flurry of offensive personnel changes at halftime. So, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you, you would think Pokey would still be the favorite there, but... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Happen. Yeah, the, the Preston team's been interesting too, right? They last second touchdown win over Burley. Um you know, on paper, I, you know, I kind of thought it might not might be a very good cl close game against Century ends up being a close game. So, you know, I, I kind of feel like it's what Preston team shows up at Lookout this Friday. I think that says more about Century than it does Preston personally. Yeah. Uh, we've said this pretty universally. It doesn't matter the sport. Century's coaches seem to get the absolute most out of their athletes they because century just doesn't have the pool of athletes that pocatello does or highland does and the coaches at century whether it's volleyball or basketball or football or or track even or or tennis they they seem to pretty universally and pretty consistently get the absolute most and they will take a c plus athlete and turn that athlete into a b or even a b plus and win on the margins. And it doesn't always show up in the wins and losses, but I'm always very impressed by what Century does. Yeah, they've they've done a good job. I was actually watching some of the film um today of that game. And you know, Preston's just way bigger too. Like if you just look at the size, what they're able to do and scheme up just to be competitive um on a nightly basis is pretty impressive in its own self. So, you know, good job for you know, good job for them and um yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, there really wasn't any other exciting games to talk about from the past week in East Idaho. And in terms of teams on the playoff bubble, it's all pretty much the same. You know, we're looking ahead to Sugar Salem and Teton. They'll play uh, next week uh, to decide that conference. Uh, Snake River and American Falls, we think, will probably battle for that league title snake river did beat marsh valley last week uh bear lake beat Malad, which was good for the bears west side lost to declo by one in yeah. uh at the very end that was a pretty exciting game um but it's kind of the same old same old the further down we get right now it seems like a lot of the excitement is that at the higher levels yeah. the 5a 4a so yep and yeah. again like you've talked about in the bracketology about only so many teams can come out of that to a conference. So that will be interesting to kind of going on. That'll be I, more exciting towards the end. Right. 
I, th- I think it's done and dusted. Oh, okay. I, I, I think, I, well, I mean, Malad had a chance, but they just lost to Bear Lake. Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, Malad, I think Malad at this point, um, I'm trying to remember if they still play Westside or not. That would be their only hope <laughs> Okay. is, is to beat Westside. Yeah. Malad's one and two in conference play and they do play Westside next week. So that's that's their path. Go go beat West Side. Kind of have to give a shout out to North Fremont, right? North Fremont's been doing well too, I think, at that 2A level and kind of under the radar a little bit, I would say, as far as what teams have typically been, you know, spotlighted in that 2A, but North Fremont with a big win over Aberdeen 48 to 12. And kind of kind of kind of, you know, they're kind of like a grace. Like you don't really hear much from North Fremont, right? And then they're doing really well. So watch out for North Fremont. Yes. North Fremont rushed for over 600 yards as a team. I believe in that victory, they've got a flurry of backs, Carson bone and uh, Jacob Hill and Jed Hill is the quarterback and their brothers. And um, it, yeah, North Fremont's a fun team. I've been banging the drum for the Huskies all year long. And then Aberdeen to me is interesting because Aberdeen has been playing Sean pretty much all year without their starting quarterback, gauge driscoll and i think he's getting closer to coming back um but they've been going with uh lupe ortiz basically who's just a young sophomore good athlete runs the ball well but um you know if gauge driscoll can come back and and aberdeen at this point is i think pretty comfortably into the playoffs they could be a real wild card when 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 the 2a postseason begins but he they have to have him back i think yeah i would agree with you there um you know, Aberdeen, uh, I just like Aberdeen is just kind of, you know, just really built, right? I think last year was a great year for them, and they're still building and doing a good job, and that's what you like to see from teams like that is just keep keep that building process moving on the upward trend. Yeah, Braden Driscoll in his second year coaching uh, the Aberdeen football team has done a good job, but I just think in their current incarnation, they're just, they just don't have enough juice to really compete with those upper end teams like, like a North Fremont. Um, and we'll find out, you know, they played Bear Lake and West side to wrap up the season here. So we're going to, we're going to find out what Aberdeen's all about here. Pretty <laughs> darn quick. Um, okay. This week on IdahoSports.com, Sean, uh, we have got a bevy of football games uh, for East Idaho fans starting on Thursday night, Sean, a little Thursday night football, Marsh Valley at South Fremont. Now, both of these teams are a distant third in their respective conferences, but um, these two teams are fighting for an at-large playoff spot because 11 of 19 teams in Class 3A make it. And so this is kind of a de facto playoff game if you want to think of it in those terms. Like a play-in, right? Basically, who wins this has really got the chance to get in. So that'll be a a very, very competitive game on on a Thursday. Yeah, that'll be Thursday night from South Fremont. And then Friday, we've got an afternoon game. You talked about, hey, what's going on with Grace? Nobody ever seems to know. You're going to know when you tune in to watch Grace play Kendrick on IdahoSports.com. They're meeting in Homedale for a neutral site game for a 3 o'clock kickoff on Friday afternoon. Should be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, I'm very interested to see what happens, (laughs) I guess. I, I, I... I don't want to lean anyway, but both really, really good teams. That it should be a good game, right? I just feel like it's just going to be a really good game. And then in the seven o'clock window Friday night, 
Hey, you just mentioned North Fremont. We never really seem to know what's going on with them. You'll have a chance to tune in and watch North Fremont play Firth Friday night, 7 o'clock. We will also have Preston and Pocatello. That's the game you're going to be at, Sean. And uh, Highland and Madison. And Madison coming. We thought it was going to be kind of the Gino reunion with Gino Mariani, but he's not there anymore. So Maybe that's why they didn't want to have him come down there. I don't know. Mm, I'm sure I had nothing to do with that, but no, it seems very auspicious, but yeah, that would have been, it would have been neat. I, you know, I think, uh, I don't think there would have been any bad feelings. I think it, people would have been pretty excited, but yeah. unfortunately that won't be the case. And I think uh, it'll be, it's a big game for Madison. Um, Highland will just have to take care of business as, as they do for the last, what, 20 years. But uh, you know, again, I, I really like Highland, but they, they I just, man, <laughs> Yep, it's tough. Um, okay, so five different games Thursday and Friday to whet your appetite. All part of East Idaho game night or Gate City game night right here on IdahoSports.com. All right, thanks for tuning in to the East Idaho PrepCast, everybody. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we will see you next time on IdahoSports.com.